right. <laughs> so here we are with the voiceless. And uh, I don't really know. You're going to start this off because I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's I like, thought it was getting start, somewhere. <laughs> how do you start something that you you believe is going to be epic, right? <laughs> it has to have you some kind of it. epic intro. But it. I guess we're just, yeah, we're just doing we're it. We're just going to put this out there. This is our intro right here, figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys can bear with us. As we figure right. this out. Because <laughs> it's definitely going to be yes. all uncut. Just we're doing it. Yeah, but I'm the I'm a educator for the past eight years. Um, currently live in the wonderful United States of America. And, uh, wonderful. This, the only. This is this is a podcast called The Voiceless because we just really we're just some regular school teachers. And uh, we just want to just talk. You know, this is our venting platform, I guess. I hope you don't mind getting under our soapbox. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely what it's about to be. And this is T. Yeah. I'm going, well, this is my sixth year into education. And as you stated, the wonderful, the wonderful, the great and only United States of America. So, but uh, really, which show is like, why did you choose teaching, D? What made you go into this field? Well, honestly, I, I really believe that for me, I don't know how other people are, but for me, it was about the kids. It really was about the kids. I I first started off just helping out at a local um, foster care program and um, was helping kids with reading and math skills while I was in mm-hmm. college. And, you know, I had a day where I had a kid get super super frustrated and, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with him and everything. And, Right. He yeah. got so angry, he got he basically threw a chair at me. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, like, it gets real out here, you know? Okay, it happens. <laughs> they don't tell you, but it when, happens. <laughs> yeah, kids turn violent when they get frustrated, I guess, in some places. <laughs> but what drew me, I guess, was the, the very next day, after all that drama and stuff from the previous day, I was driving into work, and I was so excited. I just kept thinking all these different things I wanted to try with the kid and see, you know, where he was, different skills. I started <laughs> yeah. questioning, you know, is this boy dyslexic? Like, what's going on here? And that's when it hit, hit me. I really had a love for teaching. And uh, that was that was the start, you know. Gotcha. I mean, I guess for what me, <laughs> for me, it, a different spin on it. I was raised around education. My grandma, she was the one who was, like, my sole provider. Like, she raised me, and she was a pre-K teacher. She was in education as long as I've known her. So I've seen that, and that's just something that I wanted to be. I'm the oldest, the only girl, so that nurturing aspect of, you know, it just all ties together. In the summers, I played school with my brothers, even though they hated it. I was always, like, after elementary school, when I went to middle school, I went back to elementary school to help my teachers, whether it was grading papers, filing papers, you know, tutoring, just, always hands-on in the classroom. That's something that I knew that I wanted to do. And as I got older, I really honed on to that. And I remember working at College Bound in the summer. Like, that was, okay, I, was like, I know this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. So for me, I guess, seeing it and being around it so much, it was kind of embedded into me. And that's kind of how it happened for me. And it just came natural, the, the urge to want to help, the urge to want to make someone succeed as I did. So that's what brought me yeah. into education. <laughs> You know, speaking of that, you know, I, I definitely saw education happening 
too. I had a great model of it, and my mother also was in education too and grew up around it. So I guess that also helped with my understanding of the field. Right. But right. of and course, what, um... you know, you always, <laughs> you always have your shockers, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is Which true. I'm sure we'll get into <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. We got to start slow. <laughs> this is a whole, whole topic in itself. <laughs> There's so many rounds under it. <laughs> I know. Gosh, but yeah. So, like, okay, so since you've been in education, like, this is the kicker. From year one to now, well, obviously it's not the same, but what do you feel like, is it what you expected, education? Like, when you first oh, got goodness. in up until this point? <laughs> nah, not at all. I'm I mean, it's definitely morphed and transformed into so many different things. Um, I definitely think when I first started, compared to what's going on now, the way I approach teaching is completely different. (laughs) Um, I mean, we have no choice. (laughs) Yeah, literally. You know, but yeah, it's it's definitely transformed, I'd say, into some positive areas, but I, I feel like for the most part, it's it's really it's really a lot of paperwork. <laughs> you <laughs> you know, can say that but... again, and I'll never forget um, going back to my grandma. I was telling her like my first year, like I mean, you know, you have first years like the honeymoon phase. You just love everything, and all that paperwork that I was going through, I just thought it was that you know that's just what we do. Like I was just excited about everything. Oh, paper is great, like you know. But she's like, that's not how it was when I was in you know when I was teaching. Like our observations. There was one notebook. They checkmarked three boxes. Here you go. Now this is this is different. So compared to your one, yeah, you know, the honeymoon phase is all exciting. I'm not saying that it's it's completely depleted, but it's definitely not what I expected, being hundred percent honest. Like it's just not what I thought it was gonna be. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. There it has its perks, I'm not gonna lie. Like I do like the end of the you know, that joy you have at the end of the year to see where your students have grown. But to get there, the stuff you have to go through to do what you feel like you need to do to get them to where they need to be. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about teaching yeah. towards the test. <laughs> right, backwards design. Yeah. God, which what is that? They don't let you do that anymore. <laughs> what is creativity? <laughs> what is mm-hmm. fun? Yeah. Oh man, so let me ask you a quick question. What what was the what was the moment in your first year where you just felt like, you know, the plane had had taken off, you were in that honeymoon phase, but then all of a sudden you recognized the plane crashed and you were you were a survivor. You're just looking around <laughs> trying like, to assess what the, in the world? <laughs> like what what am I what am I gonna do next? <laughs> I that, would have that to say No, that moment did happen. My first year I taught pre K. And so the school that I taught at, there was, pre-K was the pilot year. So everything was fresh. Everything that I did, they didn't really know, like, is she really supposed to be doing that? Because they just, they don't know how, they didn't know how pre-K operates. Okay. It was elementary school, K-5, first year of pre-K. So I had, I don't remember verbatim what it was, but it was during an observation. And, you know, after your observations, you have to sit down and you talk about a debrief or whatever. And just being questioned about every single strategy that I used, I felt like I was being not really intimidated, but I felt like I had to validate everything when it's already been proven with, you know, not I don't want to say test scores, but just student performance. Everything that I did, it was already proven, but I just felt like, why do I have to sit here and validate every single thing that I do? 
to oh, me, yeah. I just felt like I'm a professional, and I mean, I know you got to check check boxes or whatever, but I just feel like okay, this is this is a lot. Like I feel like I had to do some homework and research before my debriefing so that way I can come at it and make sure I, you know, <laughs> could back up what I was doing in the classroom. I mean, yeah, I have a master's yeah. degree, and just having to do that, I felt like it belittled my degree, belittled my profession, me as a professional. So for me, I mean, mm-hmm. it may sound very minute, but as a first year, I just, I don't know. I just, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Talk, talking about that, that point, talking about that point, I don't know about you, but that, there's been times where you, you feel like you're going to a meeting that is ordained, like you have to go, but the people who are running the presentation haven't prepared, don't quite know the content fully, first time going through the slides, reading through the slides. <laughs> oh, yeah, reading yourself, the slides. Like. <laughs> yeah, and you're thinking to yourself, wait, <laughs> you model it for me what I'm supposed to do? Because <laughs> this would not fly. And here's the kicker for me. It's, it's always, there's some, okay, they can, I don't know how it is for you, but it's simple things. Like these, these older generation teachers, they don't know how to maximize the PowerPoint. They don't know how to, like, I'm like, simple things oh, like man. that. I'm like, okay, but you're the presenter. You don't know how to do this. You don't do that. How do you zoom in? I, Just click that button. My heart, <laughs> my heart goes out to all you teachers out there who are just now learning Google. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know what nickname you got for it. It's, it what's, it what's it called up there in the top right corner? Is it a waffle? What do you call it? Gridiron? <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Whatever works for you, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> That's how you. I mean, but I, but you know, there's all the TD that they give us. There's no excuse for these teachers and presenters to not know. I just don't get it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah. And why am I the one that's being presented to? I can I could be the one as your clicker, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what though. My my experience when I was when I realized the plane had crashed and you know I was still alive. Was it was right towards the end of the of the semester of um, Christmas, you know, right before Christmas break about to start, and um, I was teaching high school at the time, and you know, it's one of the way. big things we wanted was for them to write an essay. Mm-hmm. So I get all my I get all my students to write this essay. I build up the lessons, you know. I'm working hard. I'm we talk about grammar, we talk about sentence structure, we talk about transitions, you know, I'm I'm feeling excited. Like, oh yeah. All this improvement, you know. <laughs> These kids are gonna write write some miracles. And um You set them up for the I success. Get, oh my gosh, I work a whole shift, you know. It's Friday. I collect all the papers. I didn't have a lunch break because I had lunch duty. I stood and ate. My feet are tired. My back is killing me. I had a parent-teacher meeting on a Friday after school. Oh, those are the worst. Oh, those are the worst. After school on a Friday, man. Who did that to you? I get home. You know, I get home, and I'm like, okay, let me me cook a little dinner. And by the way, I'm not a great cook, so it takes me about 30, 40 minutes to cook something that's decent. (laughs) I finally sit down to go eat. And I'm like, oh, what a day, you know? Right at that moment, <laughs> you want to kick his kick his shoes off and just relax. And I remember Shoulders looking down. at my backpack and seeing how big it was. 
and oh, thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I got to grade all these papers. So at first I had anxiety the whole weekend because I just kept kept trying to postpone it, you know. But it wasn't until I started looking at the, at the um, I guess, the data when I graded the papers that I started to realize, oh, my gosh, they're going to make me reteach. <laughs> when am I going to have time? <laughs> and I got to prove. Why this is happening? Why this is that? I'm gonna look like a fool. These kids make me look like a fool. I'm doing my best. What's going on oh and that's gosh. the thing. Like that happens all the time, all the time. Yeah. Like, man, you yeah. just gotta keep I'm going, <laughs> push through it. That anxiety, that anxiety is real. I'm sure. I'm it's sure so real. Know what it and is. the fact that it carries over, though, like you said, the weekend. That's two whole days. And then yeah. knowing Sunday, go, going into Sunday, knowing you got to be back to work on Monday. And you, I don't know if you finished grading those papers or not, but just knowing that your weekend mm-hmm. is almost over and most of it's been consumed with anxiety from this, yeah. Yeah. Where's the reset? <laughs> talk, talk about that. I'm, I don't know how it is for you, but I know it's changed over time. But they, there was a time I remember when. over time. I was told that I would have a planning period. And I don't know about you, but my planning period seemed to always get swallowed up by some kind of <laughs> protocol slash meeting something. for something that might not might not even be re- regarding what's going Pertain on right to now. Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I okay, I I feel like I'm a nomad when it comes to teaching. So <laughs> fast forward to a couple years later, I worked at a school district. And, okay, so Mondays were catered to planning for ELA. But someone from the district came into the uh, planning room. We didn't even plan in our rooms. We went into a room to plan with someone from the district to plan for ELA. Okay, Tuesday, same same thing, but someone from the district to help teach, uh, sorry, plan for math. And then Wednesday, same thing, but for social studies. So literally every day except for Friday was left for us. But at that point, it's Friday. We're burnt out. Like, really, what else? Like, we already have our own list of things that need to be done. Add that on, to, add that on top of things that are coming from the principal, things that are coming from the district, things that are coming from parents, on top of our own personal things that need to be done to set up for next week. So, like, best believe, just like you, you have to take your book back home, I have to take my book back home. I have to take my crate home. And that carries over, and it just does not end. It's nonstop. The clock does not stop. And what, like, the reason why I had to leave that school district is because they started basing um, teacher salary off of student performance. Oh. And that is not Ooh. okay. I'm sorry. You open up a can motivation, of worms there. Is, <laughs> <laughs> motivation is very interesting, okay? You cannot, you can't, you just can't, like, a kid is going to perform the way they want to perform, even if they know the content. They could be having a bad day, and they're going to bomb that test because they're feeling moody. And that right there, because Johnny, whoever decided they want to bomb and says, K, T, whatever my name is, is not going to get a bump and pay next year because of that, because of student performance. And that's not fair. I'm sorry. My salary should be based yeah. off of my experience, my performance, not of someone else, a minor. Man. You open up and a I, I'm, I'm teaching kindergarten, so. What? Let, me yeah. ask you, let me ask you this question. What are some of the things that you used to do, or maybe you still currently do? I don't know, but what are some things that some ideas that you might have 
when you were trying to help students be motivated, motivated. to take these tests that determined your paycheck, but also <laughs> had no <laughs> had no say <laughs> regarding their grades. So keep in mind, I like I teach I teach lower elementary, <laughs> so I really had to like be very theatrical and just very over the top about everything, over exaggerate everything. You know, oh, yeah. we, um, for example, uh, we use like a program on the computer. Like if you are on this program so many minutes and you pass so many lessons, okay. So every Friday, if you meet the goal, either you pass it or you've met the time limit, you get this. And then you get to go cash out in the treasure box or whatever. Or wait, 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 wait. Month, pause, pause, pause. Wait, wait. pause. What's in this treasure box and who provides <laughs> the money <laughs> for for the creation of the Dude, box. man, we're opening for the so many can worms right now. <laughs> Me and my I little mean, peanut teacher's salary, okay? I go to the, the dollar, what is it, the target section, the dollar spot. But you know what? Those, these kids don't want that. These kids do not want oh, we, that. These kids are too privileged and too entitled. So I have to up it up. If I want, yep. that, if I want my salary to reflect what I'm worth, I got to up mm-hmm. it up and I got to... I got to spend $5 per trinket. Well, <laughs> so, you better get some yeah. butterfingers. <laughs> <laughs> like, I tried the whole, we'll do, like, um, like dance parties. Like, that's free. But those kids were not, like, they will sit and look at me like, I don't want to do this. I want Man. something physical in my hand, something tangible. I'll... So, yeah. So then, like, that was the I'll thing. Never and then they kind of got. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never forget being a single, a single person, paying my taxes, crying afterwards. <laughs> oh God, I'm and, still in that boat. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, okay, what money am I going to use out of my budget to help motivate these kids? Now, I yes. truly believe, I truly believe that every good teacher is going to do this because you just have it in your heart. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things that just doesn't get recognized for the it most part. Unless you hashtag the voiceless. Yeah, unless you have parents, you know, who who go out of their way to help you. you that know, depends on what school you are, like what type of school you are in. Man, that is probably dependent on the type of school you're in because not every parent is as involved as school B. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. But, yep. I mean, I don't but know, I, like, it started with the whole, you know, the treasure box, and that can, that only lasts for so long. And I'm telling you, this is lower elementary, so I can only imagine middle school, high school. Then it turned into pizza parties. Then it turned to, like, it just it, it became more expensive. And I just ultimately, I'm sorry I had to leave that district because it was not worth it. They weren't paying me enough to where half my salary, I felt like, not only was going to taxes, but to be back into incentives so that way I can get more lump sum of money. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was trying to share with you. I remember I was standing in my classroom, and I heard the principal get onto the intercom and give a congratulations to a teacher for effectively encouraging students by hosting a pizza party. And I remember thinking to myself, I can't afford a pizza party, so am I going to get accolades <laughs> for this candy? <laughs> <laughs> Does my candy does my candy play a factor? Like, <laughs> I'm not giving a lot. Uh, I I used to go to the I used to go to the local Tasty Cakes 
bakery shop because, you know, all the excess they be selling, you know, for <laughs> mad prices down. So, you know, I'm getting all the honey buns and just all kinds of terrible sweets. Get man, whatever you them can. Kids, <laughs> some kids worked on their test that wasn't a part of their grade. <laughs> But, you know, like you said, it's, it's really sad because they don't talk about it, you know. And I don't know how yeah. it is for you, but it's like there's a holiday every month in elementary school. So there's something to celebrate every month. There's something that has to be paid for every month. There's there's always something. And then we're always, okay, so, for example, I think uh, Red Ribbon Week is coming up soon. So we have we have to go all out. Like, we have to, we got to go all out. And we're decked out. And I'm not saying I got to go in my closet and find something. No, they're already talking about. Let's go on Amazon. Let's order this. Party City has this. Okay. Wait, wait, but, um, wait. Pause. Can I can I ask you a quick question? Are you being yeah. required to decorate your room when your students yeah. are being stationary? Mhm. Yeah, all that's right. all a part okay. of the. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's another uh fee. <laughs> another we fee. We don't need <laughs> virtual backgrounds anymore. We need some real. Right. Some real decoration. When in the back. half of my class is virtual right now, and the other half is face to face, so yeah. Well, you're technically advertising for in person with that. They really are, which again, that's a whole other can of worms. I know, I know. We're not going to get into that. Oh my episode. gosh, we don't want to give it all to them the first one. <laughs> Take it slow. Oh, but yeah, Lord. like it's it's just sad though. Like I remember, and also you remember you talked about that one moment my first year with a plane crash. My first paycheck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I'll never forget. I had a mentor who turned to me and was like, hey, man, for your first paycheck, why don't you go ahead and send up, set up, you know, your 401K and your IRA. <laughs> Just go ahead and set it up and start sending some money to us. I said, yeah, man, that's a great idea. I was like, yeah, however much you think I should, I'm going to do it. After that first check, paycheck, I said, what's the number? I need to, I need to make some changes. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to cut it. Like, I, I was living with my parents, run, but... and I was like, this is a joke. I don't have any deals, and this is a joke. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, thankfully, I was like, my first year, I was in grad school, and I graduated in December. And I, that second half, I was able to get you know, a little bit more, but it's still like, whoa, I have a degree and I know people who don't, like they work in fast food or somewhere else and they, this paycheck is a joke. So, yeah, like. <laughs> honestly, I, I definitely, in my younger years, I definitely thought to myself, why am I doing this when I could easily go work at Enterprise? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you'll best believe you're going to get that lunch break. On top of more whatever breaks, I mean, we get yep. nothing. Like this year, we okay. So last week made week eight of this school year. Week eight was the first week we got a lunch break. Which <laughs> it's is, really legal. There's a law. Which is so. I really I encourage our viewers to let us know, our our listeners, I should say, to let us know, like, what are your experiences when it comes to your lunch break? Because I feel like that's a common thing, that most most teachers don't get a lunch. And mm-hmm. it becomes like a, an understanding that we can eat and participate in meetings or, <laughs> you know. Or plan or prepare. Whatever. You're still working while yep, you're eating. Plan, yeah. prepare, just whatever. It's like food is And you're still stuffing your not, face, which is not healthy <laughs> at all. Yeah, like yeah. I and I always, so, yeah. I always commend the teachers that are super, you know, 
fit and stuff. It's like, man, I don't, I don't know how you're able to do this. You're either like working out first thing in the morning and they're biking to the school or no <laughs> idea. Know? So yes, if you are listening, please like, let us know how does that look for you your lunch break? Because I'm yeah. I'm curious. I want to know. I used to <laughs> I used to I used to go into the teachers' lounge and eat my lunch specifically as a sign of protest. So I could let, I, I, first of all, I'd be able to interact with other teachers because you don't see anybody through the day. No. You're so focused on everything you're trying to accomplish and just be on top of everything, emails, the text message, the group chat, the, what else? Um, everything. Yeah, everything. everything. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got like two group meetings for work, you know, oh, my and, goodness. and then you get the remind texts, but anyways. Uh. So you're trying to stay up on everything, trying to stay up on everything. And I remember I just would sit there hoping that the principal or the AP would come in there to see that I was taking my break and there's nothing you could say about it. And I I was turned on the TV and everything, but (laughs) that was short lived because that's what came into my life that second year. (laughs) I'll tell you what, lunch lunch duty, you already know. Which lunch what is duty. that like? Come on. Uh, let's let's, uh, let's talk. Let's talk about what it truly, what it truly is. It, lunch. All right. Lunch duty is a joke. An opportunity for a administrator, teacher, whatever, to be able to be on guard like a security person, <laughs> so that the children understand that they are being watched. I mean, which I, that should be their I, opportunity to socialize and just. Because really, they don't get that. In the classroom, yeah. they're told to be quiet and just listen. Lunch you know is an opportunity. Yeah, what? You know what they love to tell us, though? <laughs> You're helping build community and rapport with your students when you eat okay. lunch with them. Right, okay. Just like you said, we're prison guards. You didn't say it's prison not- guards, but we're prison guards. <laughs> I'm going to say it for you. <laughs> Thank you. Because, I'm about to start like, yelling. <laughs> Literally, when you when you okay, guys, when you step into the lunchroom, <laughs> rush hour lunchroom, you see monitors around, standing, posted. Like it's Usually literally like a, it's a horror scene. Yeah, there's always going to be a uh, um, campus police somewhere in there, maybe two, depending on where you are. It's horrifying. Like <laughs> my first, the first day of school, okay, kindergarten. Kid said, "This looks like jail." Like, cause it it did. Like. There were first of all there was no there were no decorations there were center like break what are those um called center blocks I don't know what they're called but it's like cement blocks painted white no like maybe three windows in this big room they're tell they're telling everybody to be quiet it's their first day of kindergarten Miss K this uh, looks like jail I'm sorry baby but we're talking about we're talking about we're talking about pre COVID now we're still talking pre COVID yeah pre COVID yeah. We're not even talking what people are doing now. Yeah. Oh, God. So, what it looks like now? Yeah, we ain't going to go there yet. <laughs> We're not even going to go there. My I'm kids sorry. are I'm in just, the building now. <laughs> I, I, love, I love my students, but I just don't – I'm not, I'm not equipped with the know-it-all to go to my local Home Depot or Lowe's, take out my Lowe's credit card, buy a bunch of PCP, <laughs> pipes, plexiglass, hot glue – what else do I need? <laughs> a handsaw, and I don't know. I don't even have the time, based on my own family, to yes, take my butt you have your into own the life. building. 
and do and do what needs to be done to give the hint and the assurance yeah that you're being safe i just don't i don't have that time and i I don't have that skill level no i mean we're educators (laughs) not freaking (laughs) i don't even know the word for it but that's just not like that was i definitely never in my wildest dream vision meet like teaching this like like we are now like how it is now and I want to, I want to bring. I, I hate to say this, but I mean the thought. The thought comes into your mind sometimes that you're babysitting. Yeah. You know, yes. you're not. You're not truly doing a service for the kids. No, you're taking. And a you're not doing a service parents. for yourself. For yourself. No. As you know? an educator, no. I really like. I think we were talking about this earlier, and I said I'm going to stop. I'm going to save it for this. So you know. Literally, they come into the classroom. They have their device. They sit in wait, wait, what one are you talk, What are you space. talking about right now? I'm talking, talking about, about these robots in the building. <laughs> these kids. Oh, you're talking about COVID now. You're talking about what's actually happening oh. in some schools. <laughs> uh-huh. Let me hold off. Let me hold off. Back up a little bit <laughs> to the break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to follow. I'm just trying to follow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. No, I'm just saying, like, I wasn't prepared for this. You know, and I feel like how you were saying you don't really feel like you're benefiting them. Either way, I don't feel like I am either because, you know, like I was saying, half of my kids are virtual, half of my kids are in person. And the ones that are in person, they have their device. They're in that one area. They cannot move. I cannot move. But hmm. I don't even know how to say what I'm trying to say. It's like I'm giving those that are face-to-face 50% of me, those at home 50% of me. But it's not even 50% of me because – I'm exhausted because I'm juggling teaching both at the same time. So really, mm. face-to-face is getting 25% of me. At home, it's getting mm. 25% of me. How, as an educator, am I being effective? Like, mm. that's just, that, it, that's just not how, that, that's what I'm saying. That's not what I envision my, me, this is not what I envision. <laughs> well, I, I, so. think, I think that raises a point. It's like, if you're having to do the exact same thing that you're doing right now, to help the kids who are home, at home virtual, and the very kids who are present are also getting that same amount of instruction. And there's no, there's no, um, how do I No interaction. There's no, yeah, there's no interaction. There's really no difference. It's almost like it's, it's doing those kids an even more disservice that are coming in person because not only are you putting them at risk, but they are so limited in what they can do. When they have a brain break in between classes, no longer can they get up and go Mm. to the fridge and grab some orange juice that mom has squeezed just because she loves you. And you know what? That's what they're not (laughs) telling. You're so stupid. That's when they're pushing for this face-to-face. They're not telling these parents that this is what it's going to look like. This is, yeah, they're here, but it's nowhere near what it was pre-COVID. So that's why I feel like parents are more susceptible being okay with sending their child to school. They really told them the, the darn honest and darn the truth. There's no way. Like, I'm a teacher, and if yeah. I had a child that was school age, no, they would not be. Well, because I know and I, I see. <laughs> Even if I wasn't in education, my child would not be in school anyway just because it's not safe. It's not safe. I mean, you don't have a hold you, on you raise, you raise a very good point. There's a, there's a lot of teachers out there who would like to make that decision for their family hmm. to say, I don't want my child to go in and be at risk, but they don't have the opportunity to do that because they're yeah. being required to go into the building and they can't have any childcare right now. 
Exactly. So, That's, hey, hashtag the voices again. Like, we have no say-so. And as a parent, I'm sorry, you're a parent first, and you should be able to make that decision for your child. That's stripped and taken away from you. Yeah. And that's, that's what's really sad, I guess. Not I guess. It is It is sad. Yeah. My heart goes out right. to all those teachers. It's, it's tough. Like, one of my coworkers, she has, I want to say four kids in elementary, like, elementary age. And she did not want them to have to go to their homeroom teacher. But they just make it so hard for her to validate why they should stay in the classroom with her to where she just gave up on that battle and said, okay, you know what, just go. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Like, and and sad. ultimately, I, the way I view so many professionals in education like myself who really are out there trying their best for all the students by making these virtual classes engaging, you know, by spending those long hours after work, working on, you know, giving feedback and, and all those other things, contacting parents and all that. It's like, at some point, you just, you wish that there was that moment of recognition, like, hey, this is terrible. What's going on is terrible. We know every, I think you can't ask a single educator who's going to think, that working virtually is as beneficial or more than when in person. I don't. I don't think that you'll find very many out there that would agree with that. Right. Kids do learn more in person. Period. But given the circumstances of what is happening right now around the country, it's like, can we just let go? Have faith in our educators that they're going to continue to do their job work their hardest, and let's and find out in January where we are in this pandemic. Right. And then we assess. There's no need to rush. There is no need to rush. Like, <laughs> school districts skipping phases. You go from phase one to skip three. We're going to go to phase four, and now we're going to go full face-to-face. Like, there's been so – like, it's been so fluid. There's no time to prep and plan and or really even grasp your mind about the fact that – Oh crap! Like we're we're moving into a whole new phase. This phase was completely different from what we look what we were doing last week. This is new. Like it's just so much. And by the time you feel like you may be prepared, something else happens. Something else has changed. And then, like again, there's again, there's no no recognition. I feel like there's no not enough appreciation. Rolling around with a cart of cookies is not appreciation to me. I'm sorry, but teachers do not get the appreciation that they deserve. You got to admit, though, that this saved some teachers' blood sugars now. Come on now. <laughs> you said they do what now? <laughs> it did save some teachers' blood sugars now. So <laughs> it was thoughtful to well, some uh, extent. You know? I'm sorry. I'm not in that boat. I need something else because <laughs> that's not cutting it was for chip, me. <laughs> it was Chips Ahoy, not Dollar Tree. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. Like last week, um, AP came into our class, to my classroom, in the middle of me teaching virtually, Forget the fact that she's, oh, you're te- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Snickerdoodle, chocolate, or sugar. <laughs> like, what? Oh, man. I mean, that's... <laughs> and she's, like, doing the finger, the quiet finger, like, as she's exiting my room. Like, okay. And this is this is a joke. <laughs> this is a joke. Oh, my gosh. I know we've already touched yeah. on this, but the list, the list that teachers are, <sighs> are asked to do 
Oh my god. Oh my goodness. I mean don't even like... one of these one of these days we're gonna just write it all out and give you an idea. I'm sure <laughs> if we do I'm that. sure if we spent the time. Yeah, we should do that. And if you guys have any ideas too, let us know. We'll add it to the list. We will we'll... add it because it's it's in, it's endless. It. <laughs> it does not end. I know. And when you like I just wish they... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like when you just sit back and think about all the things that we have to do. Like, are we even still teachers at this point? Like, I feel like I have, I'm not even, this job description of this list does not say teacher. It says I mean, secretary. It says. What? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, hold on. I think they call that, you're wearing different hats. Everybody <laughs> ah, does <okay>. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're so flexible, right? Yeah, we're so, we're so blessed. To and we're doing such a great job at doing it. So we're going to have you to keep continuing to do it. <laughs> Keep doing it. And then, yeah. by the way, there's this new hat. It's called the RTSP. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? Oh, well, it's this new program that, that the state has decided that they're going to buy. And, you know, we're going to have somebody Dollar come and give you a presentation on it. We'd like, every, we'd like everybody to be using it next week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait, worry. Wait, it's a real easy program. We talking about this, something else last week. Like, not mm-hmm. even, like, yesterday we were talking about something. Yeah. Okay, buy into all these us. programs only to switch it up the next year. Buy into some oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, last year we went to, every month we went to Lucy Caucus training. I don't know if you've heard of that. Are we using that this year? No. Nope. Because <laughs> they were setting us up for the next year. No. Nope. Nope. Never touch the book from that. <laughs> School districts oh. switch out textbooks and, and switch out programs <laughs> like it's water bottles, you know? One Yay. year we're using this, the next year we're using this. Yes, I know I know you like it. I know it was working last year, but we got a new <laughs> administrator, and he wants us to do <laughs> Yes, so it's going to change. <laughs> yeah. But it's real. It's the truth, though. Hey, but you know what? We got that hat of flexibility. Uh-oh. <laughs> You can't handle it, it all. Bends, but don't break. <laughs> yes. Hi, I tell you, I feel like a clown yeah. though. Honestly, trying to juggle all of that and check off everything. You may have five things on your list at the beginning of the day, but by the end of the day, it's double. Yeah. <laughs> like, and by the end of the week, Fight. it's quadruple. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure there's other professions that are like this. You know, you go home and you're fighting to not look like you're fighting in your mind not to look at your email. Because, you know, once you look at your email, you're about to dedicate another 30 <laughs> minutes to an hour. <laughs> but you know what? I believe other professions, they get, that, they get paid when they, when they take work home. I'm not going to say all, but I do mm-hmm. know a handful of professions, if they carry work home, if they get a phone call from their boss, that's clocked in. No, not for us. So, well, yeah, there are other jobs that do this, but we don't well, get what, what's the <laughs> In your opinion, what is the um, the excuse that you feel people say is the reason why teachers you know don't need to say. get paid outside? Y'all I know have summers you're off. Say. You're off every other <laughs> month for something. There's a break for this and that. Bull crap. When you really do math, you're going to laugh at yourself and hate that you even said that. Like, when you break it down, you'll see. <laughs> the money that we and get I, paid. <laughs> and honestly... Yeah. Very few educators that I've come across that will spend their entire summer doing absolutely nothing to, perf- to 
They're going to push for you to do some type of, um, yeah, they're going to push for you to do some type of professional development over the summer or something, or you may be planning for the next year. There's there's going to be something work-related, or you, you're going to do and, something in the summer. You're not just off. <laughs> and, and you know, T, you're right. At the same time, that is just the aspect of work. Even mm-hmm. if work doesn't pressure you to do what they call professional development, most educators are going to be doing something that's going to advance them for the next year because every, yeah. every true teacher wants to get better at their class. They, they do yeah. not want Monday of August 1st to come for the first day of school and they don't know what they're doing. And Yeah, you <laughs> I mean, definitely want to be prepared. <laughs> re- repetition is so huge. If you find something that works, you, you're ready to do it again, you know? And if you know it mm-hmm. works, you're willing to, to tweak it just a little bit so it's more relevant for the next year. Exactly, and, because each group is different, and you want to revamp it just a little bit to cater to each group that comes in. So, yeah. And and I think this this brings us back to that full circle that we were talking about at the beginning of, of this um, episode is really how there's times when you truly feel undermined by how mm-hmm. things are said or presented to you in education because you know what you're doing. And it feels as if at times you're not you're not recognized for it. And if you are, if even if you are recognized for it, it's just a it's just passed by. It's just right. something that says, and let's move on. And I guess that goes back <laughs> to us, those of us who are real, you know, really really have a love for this job and this career. You have to, and that's why it's you a, know they said this before I even stood. In the classroom, you have to have a passion for it, or it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, there ain't that much passion in the world. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, no. no really, I mean, like, you really I, have to, you yeah. got to appreciate your teachers, because at the end of the day, we're human, and we can put so much work, and I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love it to the T, and mm-hmm. if I don't have that appreciation given to me, I mean, we're human. It's going to affect us going to affect your professional life, it's going to affect your personal life, and it's not it's not good, it's not healthy, so I don't know, yeah. each appreciation should not just be once a year, it should be like every month. <laughs> I really I really, my goal I guess for education going forward is that we change our mindset from education being a moral job to being one that's truly recognized you know, there's mm-hmm. too many things that we that we add education we just say oh well, that's just the right thing to do they don't need to get paid for it right <laughs> you're all so, <so> right <laughs> i don't know Man. we can talk more about morals another time because right. i'm definitely into i know i know this has happened to you but um i'm definitely interested if you've ever been tried what was, what was that <laughs> i'll ask you later so yeah <laughs> i know we've all been there I know we've all we been have. There. We have. We've been tried <laughs> in the profession. How did how did that go? Mm-hmm. You go by a teacher, you go by a student. What did you what did you do? But we can talk about that. I later. mean, tried <laughs> but I'm not gonna answer that directly, but you can be tried by your students, you can be tried by admin, mm-hmm. you can be tried by parents, you can be tried by your own coworker. Like yep. talk about like <laughs> gotta fight. But we just continue on and do it because exactly, you know where your heart is. <laughs> Yep. Man. 
But this is good. Oh, I'm glad we did this. This is great. This is great. I know. It's, it's probably <laughs> we probably got people listening to this like, man, this is boring or this is just trash. Well, <laughs> hey, if it was trash to you, we understand. It's our first time. Roll with right. us, okay? <laughs> Roll with the punches. Gotta I'm sure. Somewhere. I'm we, sure we'll, we'll improve. <laughs> <laughs> but we thank you guys for Ron listening. Ron wasn't built in a day. Yes, thank you yeah. for sure. All right, guys. Till next time, dude. All right, dude. Yes, till next time. <laughs>